Get this, a dating site for anti-vaxxers called Unjected. Unjected has been removed from the Apple App Store. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. Frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy. Unjected Show with your hosts, Shelby Thompson, Scott Armstrong, and Zach Brown. The Unjected Show is intended for an adult audience and may contain explicit material. User discretion is advised. Aloha. Aloha, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Unjected Show. That's what's up. What's up, Scott? What's up, Zach? What's, what's up? up? How are you? How's it going? How's your week been? Zach, how's your week been, dude? Yeah. Well, it's been hectic, but it's over, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Thank God okay. it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My week's been awesome. It's been awesome. Here we are, Friday night. Very excited. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. We've had some really exciting things happening, you guys. And literally, it's days away from from releasing to you. So I'm testing it on my phone right now. I'm literally on the new as we site testing it. We've got test profiles, test conversations. Everything is smooth sailing. It looks so beautiful. You guys are going to freak out. Yeah, and it's you see- coming to you next by, by next week. I'm gonna say it by next week. By next week, yep, exactly. Sure. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so cool, you guys. <laughs> it's like it's smooth. It's slick. It's amazing. Uh, the messaging system is flawless. Like it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. So, mm-hmm. so there's no more excuse if you don't match with anybody. This is it, then it's definitely and it's, their fault. And it's, it's definitely yeah. you. It's definitely it's just gross. That's profile or something. <laughs> and there's going to be multiple profile pictures, so you could, you'd have to really, really work hard to not at least at least put one good profile picture up. That's right. You're going to yeah. be able to choose up to ten of your Whoa. best looking no photos, you guys. Wow, amazing! Does the does the platform allow penis pictures? <laughs> no, penis. vaginal. That's going to no. be a no. So there's a there's a moderator who's you know moderator Scott. And that's <laughs> I get to look at all the penis pictures and say, nope, you're gone. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. You, know, you know what, Scott, you and I will have a fucking conversation about that after we yeah. have a strong disagreement about that. Okay. Well, we okay. Do, Fair enough. If you do a penis picture, we're going to put you on the wall. Yeah, we can start a, you start a penis picture only dating site. Yeah, but the wall, the, the, wall <laughs> the, the picture. That's actually a great idea. That's a great idea. Is, is a penis, you penis just picture. wipe off of penises? Yeah. Dick, dick or- pics only.com. <laughs> Just Instead make of, selfies. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh my god. Okay. So wow. Problematic for men. Our guest I, is in the green room. Like, well, listen. The, the I know. Guess. Poor, poor Alondra. Oh god. So, hold on. I know. I know. Guess, <laughs> so, just what did I get myself into? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the problem with with the penis thing. Look here. Or with your idea of the offshoot of a penis thing. There's a, unattractive penises. One hundred percent. That is. People acquiesce to the idea that there are unattractive penises. I don't think there's unattractive vaginas. I don't think that that's ever been labeled as unless you're like too fat where it starts like where you're like, I don't know where anything is in this (laughs) that that can become problematic. But uh, yep. I think the men are at a big disadvantage with the uh, great start. I think think you got a good point there. I do have some quick announcement. We do have another quick like uh, programming announcement. This is very important for all you people listening. Program. So, so oh, uh, yes. we are actually moving the days of the show. So yes. this will be our last Friday night show, guys. It's been a fun ride hanging with you guys on Friday nights, but we're actually switching to Wednesday nights. So you're going to yep. get the same objective experience. It's just going to be on a Wednesday night instead. Happy same time. Day. Happy hump day. Middle of the week with Unjected. Yep, Yep, exactly. We want you going out on a date on Friday night. Exactly. You shouldn't be hanging out with us. You should be on your date that you met on Unjected and having a great time. So you're going to spend Wednesday evenings with us, guys. Exactly. So there you go. So, okay. We've left our left our guests waiting long enough. So, you guys, I really want to introduce you guys to uh, Alondra Ruiz. She's a business owner, restaurant owner in San Diego, who's uh, 
my understanding, mandate free, kept her business open the whole time, did not back down, stood up and said, no, we're not playing this game, especially in California where the mandates were probably the worst. I was I was right up the road in Oregon. And so between all of the West Coast states, it was kind of a battle for who was the craziest. But uh, I wanted to bring Alondra on just to highlight everything that's going on in her world. Um, talk to her about all that. So Alondra, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. So, so what was that like during the lockdowns? Like, what, what, what was like in the when the very beginning when all these mandates started coming out? Like, what was that like for you? Um, so we opened the the restaurant. I opened the Village. It's a plant based restaurant here in San Diego, and I opened in January 2020. And then the mandates were in March. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was just two months, and. To be honest, from the very beginning, I was like, this just doesn't seem right. Like this, you know, I can't believe like the whole world is shutting down. It doesn't make sense. And so for the first lockdown, we just did like two orders because, you know, we were a new restaurant and I didn't have like a, a staff that, you know, I mean, it, it was so new. You didn't know how people were going to react to it. And then, you know, it surprised you. Some, some people really did get really scared. And so... I didn't have a strong team. And so anyways, I did two orders. And then on the second lockdown, I said completely open. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I guess I started to attract the people that kind of thought like me and mm-hmm. I could stay open. But from the very beginning, I never required anyone to wear a mask, uh, my employees or or customers. So I got a lot of backlash. You know, I was so excited to open this restaurant and then instead of focusing on promoting the restaurant, I was, you know, fighting the neighborhood, unfortunately, because, wow. because people would, you know, put me on Facebook saying like, oh, she's, you know, danger to the community. She's not requiring her employees to wear a mask. She's allowing customers to come in without a mask. She's not requiring her employees to get vaccinated. So it, it was very challenging. It was very hard. I mean, and we're in California. So I think, I think California was probably the worst state to be in. Probably one of the worst. Probably, yeah. You guys in Hawaii, Hawaii. I, I and yeah, Oregon, and New Jersey, yeah. basically all of us, right? All of us, all everyone. <laughs> <Yeah. on the, laughs> and wait, I just want to slow down for one second, just to just to amplify how insane this is, because I thought it was interesting here on Maui as well. Like the most health conscious places were mm-hmm. so heavily attacked, and it's like you were serving, like you just said it plant-based food like obviously the people coming in there should be aware of their yeah. their health and like you know what put what you put in your body and it, isn't it so interesting how so many of them just completely fell for the whole oh yeah the it, yeah it's- it was it was such an interesting experience because i thought you know usually the vegan community Right. It's like doesn't trust the government and knows what they, you know, how they, how much hormones and antibiotics they put in animal products. So you would think, oh, well, they're pretty aware. But honestly, that was a, the worst community for us. They, they, they did campaigns to slander our name. It was really bad. So, wow. yeah, it was very interesting. It was something I definitely didn't now, expect. Let me ask you something. This is, this is interesting because you, you, created like there's this weird dichotomy between who you expected to support you and then who just turned yes i'm gonna take a guess as to who that is made up of white women (laughs) is that true the one that didn't support me both both the the ones that you thought would be coming in and the ones that turned on you the ones that turned Um, primarily you know i don't i don't think it was too much like the race it was really more of lib then yeah it was like the liberal community didn't support us and it was and then i'm in a liberal city i'm in north north park san diego so this community is very liberal and i didn't think like the you know meat eaters republicans you know would support me like in the area here where I am in um, San Diego. So like it's the East County people that there's no vegan options there. And it's like 25 minutes away from here. They would drive here and the neighborhood around here, they, they didn't support me at all. And it's a kind of like a vegan community where I am. Unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. So, Uh, so I, I mean, I heard you say that, you know, you found traction with people who ultimately do kind of, 
saw the world the same way as you do. So did, did you see a spike in business from those people? Like as a result, like what, did they rally behind yeah. you? Did they support you? Did they shout you out? What, what did that look like? Yeah. So when I first, um, went public, I did a, a video on Instagram that went viral and I said, I wasn't going to close the restaurant and I was going to keep it open. And we had a lot of uh, support from the community. There was lines out the door. People would drive all the way from San Francisco to eat here. It was crazy. I mean, there was a wait of like two hours and that was for a couple of months. And then when everything opened again, you know, it got slower and slower. And now it's just so interesting. It's um, a lot of the freedom community that rallied around us. Like we don't really see them anymore. It's almost like everybody just went back to, you know, their everyday life, like nothing happened kind of forgot about it and so yeah there's not a lot of um support like there was you know back like two three years ago yeah Hmm. and and, you know that's kind of what i wanted to i mean that was kind of maybe not the focus of the episode but just something i really wanted to point out you know i titled the episode support mandate free businesses because you know now is the time to like remember who did stand up and who did keep their doors open you know it's so important for us to like go out of our way to support those businesses. You know, like there's a, uh, Ryan and, and, um, Franklin from last American vagabond, like they printed up these little stickers that went around and they put them in some of the businesses downtown there that says like, you know, you know, you know, we don't, we don't discriminate against all this stuff and this and that. And he's like, all right, if you see that sign on there, we, well, it's not, it's not like the, the lefty, we don't discriminate. It's like, we don't discriminate against vaccine status or whether or not you choose to wear a mask. And all this stuff. it was like, yeah, but uh, but basically, he's like, if you see those signs, those are the people that like, you know, are are, are friendly businesses. So it's like maybe yeah. we should come out with something like that, some sort of like sticker that businesses like unjected approved unjected business, an approved unjected <laughs> business sticker in the window that'll say like this restaurant did not close during the lockdowns, and your continuous support is very much appreciated. Instead of the Better Business Bureau, it can be the yeah. unjected <laughs> business bureau. The unjected business bureau, dude. Uh, we're the, UBB. Something. the UBB. The yes. UBB. Yes. Yeah, but you guys should make a sticker. We actually, I do have stickers on the door that still says, you know, everyone's welcome, welcome, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Yeah. And to this day, we still get backlash from wow. people that didn't know what happened what? during the lockdowns. Yes. And they, they've report, like this happens like every three months. They report the business closed on Yelp and oh, wow. Google. And I've called Yelp and Google and I'm like, why do you guys say that the business is closed? And they're like, well, if, if it's certain amount of people, like 20 or more call around the same time, say, or report the business closed, they will put update as if the business is closed. Uh, and so yeah, we still get harassed for, for that. It's in, it's insane. I think, you know, That's and the, yeah, they're so angry. They call say that the business is closed. Yeah, they've been doing that on and off for the last three years. And that and that that affects business, you know. That affects people's yes. livelihood. I mean, that's such yeah. a direct attack, you know. So like, you're under attack from these people, right? So, um, yes, it's uh, yeah. it's insane. Wow. It's it's incredible. I can't believe people like don't see everything that happened. And and then the the freedom community, you know, I think a lot of them like got so over it. Uh, from my experience, just like the customers that would come here or people that I, I still talk to um, that found us through us staying open, I think people are like tired of talking about it. It's almost like PTSD, like like they went through that. You know, we all went through that. And it's kind of like a child, the way I look at it, like a child that got abused, doesn't want to talk about it as a grown up. Like they just want to suppress it. And it's my experience. That's that's what I've noticed. I don't know if you guys have noticed like that, like with your circle. I, mean, I think that's a really great observation. I don't know about you, Scott, but I yeah. I do yeah. think that freedom people or the community, in ways, have have gotten complacent. You know, and maybe yeah. that's because yeah, it's like you it's know, a Scott. level of fatigue, is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, there's when, a lot when, of cortisol. When, and, right. Like, there's when things happen in yeah. abundance, and things become redundant and repetitive then it becomes hard to maintain a level of passion or emotion behind it unless you really like it that's why it's like it's the same principle of like um you know shooting a basketball if you want to be at the nba you got to shoot free throws you got to shoot free throw after free throw after free throw after practice the elbow shot if you're in the gym alone practicing 
after three hours, if you don't truly have a passion for it, then it becomes very difficult to stay. And then you throw in the fact that there's other levels of, of life that the overwhelming majority of people are dealing with their whole life is in politics. Yes. And so it, it, yeah, it, it, it it fizzles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that also there's just not that sense of urgency anymore. I mean, that was like a big thing for me is that like, I felt like the whole, like the world was ending. We got to find our people. We got to like really rally here. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. know, I'm not, I'm not done talking about it. Obviously. I still still feel like it. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, out in Maui, is it still kind of feel like COVID times or. or I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, you got hit with a fucking direct energy weapon, so things are a little I mean, different there. Things are a little different there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. point. Uh, and MK Ultra, they they've been totally using this island as a test dummy subject. But I mean, like COVID wise, yeah, like people are still wearing masks and mm-hmm. getting oh my God. and they just you know, like it's gross. You walk around the store. I mean, just at the grocery store last night, I don't know. I probably saw a hundred people in the mask. Although, what what would wow. you say? What would yeah. you say if you walked up to that person and go, "I'm I'm curious, why are you still wearing a mask?" And they said, "It's not about COVID. I'm just afraid of the radiation effects of this direct energy weapon." That might be the. Point. I would have more respect for that, but yeah. <laughs> no, they'll probably say, uh, "No, oh, I just want to protect." It's always it's always about protecting somebody. That's always the, yeah. the reasoning. It seems to be. Yeah, and it's not really logic based for themselves. They're making the choice for someone else, it seems. Unless they really are that fearful, and some are, but you know what? It seems to be like I've got somebody at home and I'm protecting them. You hit the nail on the head. The whole decision making process behind COVID was under the guise of we're protecting other Not It's not about me, we're protecting yeah. other people. We have to shut you down to protect you and others. It's not yeah. about us. Exactly. Protect you have to shut your restaurant watch. down because we're protecting you and others. It's never it's never about me. And so the moment you have politicians making policy and saying this is not about me whatsoever and you following this code isn't about you, it's about all the others that you're protecting, it's like that can't be true. Mm-hmm. That can't be true. Yeah. yeah, but I think that they went, you brought up a good point. And so often in our life, we won't do something for ourselves, but we'll mm-hmm. do it for somebody else. So it definitely yeah. was a psychological way to make people wear the mask. Oh, it's for other people or for the elderly or for the kids. Mm-hmm. And because if it's just for us, you know, a lot of the times we don't do things for us. But I still can't believe I'm, you know, I'm still in shock that that happened throughout the whole world and that mm-hmm. there wasn't enough people to stand up against it. Mm. Yeah, I know. I mean, there could have that- been if, if, if there was enough brave people, bravery and courage is like very lacking because people are so, it's like the hierarchy of needs, which I think is really the whole basis of how they pulled off all of this, which is uh, stability comes before freedom every single time in yeah. the, the primate regions of your brain. You crave stability no matter what. And so, you know, when you mix in tribe mentality and stability, that you're going to lose all of your stability and everyone you know and love is going to hate you and think you're a murderer. It was so easy to just like tap into those, into that, into that. The, their minds like that you know you really have you had to have been a strong person and i think it is shocking for like us here but you know when you really just take a look at it it's like it's not that shocking there's 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 not enough people are were tuned into themselves to like see it and i also don't think that people were meant to wake up too like they came on that mission to to not wake up do the mask get the vax because they're proving us a serious lesson and I think now, next time around, hopefully a lot of people who were those people are going to go, oh, man, I I don't want to be that person again. That was mm-hmm. embarrassing. That yeah, was embarrassing. I, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. But I think it's a, it's also a, a very spiritual war that we're in. You know, it's a, it's, it, I guess the way that I understand it is it was successful to have the majority of people comply because we're in such a broken system, yeah. you know, and um, and it's so heavily promoted to just 
not really care about yourself, right? It, I mean, what were they promoting for people to go and get the jab and get free donuts or things like all fast food, bad food, instead of promoting, hey, do a juice cleanse, eat healthy food. Um, it was just, you know, they, they closed the gyms down when, you know, they should be promoting health. Yeah. So people are, um, I think, so disconnected, like you said, from their selves, from the, their consciousness. And it's all about the programming. You know, we're programmed in, in the media, TV, commercials, the billboards when you drive. It's, uh, it's all about fast food. It's about prescription pills. And so many people are addicted to prescription pills. So, you know, they sell us, the, they give us a problem and, and sell us the cure for it. So when we're not awake to how powerful we truly are we just you know we fall for anything mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely when was your wake-up moment i'm guessing it was obviously before 2020 that you knew things were maybe not as they seem um or was you know, i i so think it's e easier for someone to you know even though i was born here just uh, people that come from other countries maybe they can see things more clearly um my awakening was I got very sick um, about 10 no about 13 years ago and um, and they removed my gallbladder and so I was I was so sick I didn't know what it was I went to the doctor over and over and they would say oh there's nothing wrong we did all the tests there's nothing wrong and then one day I just like fall in my kitchen and I fainted it was just such excruciating pain next thing I know I wake up in the hospital and I don't have a gallbladder mm. and the doctor told me Oh, um, you can live your life normally. Everything is fine. Uh, we took out the problem. And I was thinking, well, why would God give us a gallbladder if we don't need it? Like, what yeah, you was hear it that for? all the time. You always hear that all the time. It's like, oh, you don't need it. It's fine. I miss my, I miss yeah. my gallbladder. I don't have one either. Wow. You don't? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure so... I still have mine. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you would <And> know. So <laughs> I, I started searching, researching. Oh, so I started, you know, eating normal, like uh, at this point time I was in plant-based and I ate pretty healthy but I, it, I ate animal products and I started to f get so bloated like if I was five months pregnant after they removed the gallbladder and wow. when I would go to conventional doctors they would tell me oh it's gonna go away it's gonna go away so and I suffered for like a year and a half and then I started going to naturopathic doctors and try to heal naturally to try to heal my gut and then it took me down a rabbit hole like through health and how to heal naturally. And I think that's when it started. Um, and, and then being, being Mexican, I live in San Diego. So we're right on the border of Mexico. When you go to Mexico, for me, my experience, the doctors just, they try a natural approach more than here in America. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew like, oh, there's just something wrong with the system. So I knew that just, just because of the different services that they would provide there. But when, once I lost my gallbladder, I went through the whole rabbit hole of like the the system, the health system, and how you know they just doctors are not trained uh, in nutrition. They have like maybe twenty hours of nutrition, and they're more trained. Then pharma is behind them, and yeah, yeah and so um, and then so yeah, that's that's how it started. It took me down the whole rabbit hole, and then I understood. Oh, and then. There's lobbyists in, in the government. They mm. passed this laws for big corporations. And so that's how it started because I got pretty sick. Wow. Yeah. Big harma. Yeah. It's really <laughs> interesting. Like so many people's awakening as a result of some, some aspect of the Western medical system, whether it's pharmaceuticals or vaccines or like surgeries or just seeing how like the standard American diet and what we're eating is affecting yeah. – are putting them ourselves in a position where we need to rely on pharmaceutical products. I mean, that's, I mean, these two industries work hand in hand. I mean, that's the hustle right there. That's the yeah. game is that they feed us food that isn't food. And then the solution they offer is in the form of a pill. That's genius. Yeah. So convenient. So genius. Well, it's just, it's, it's interesting because, because I, I do eat meat, but I, yeah. I, I'm aware of the, the harms of the chemicals that they put in our food. There was a, I went, when I was at college, we had a Korean, a South Korean exchange student, and uh, she was talking about, she was about to leave. It was like the end of the semester, and she was about to leave. And she goes, I'm kind of glad I'm leaving 
because I gained like 10 pounds since I've been here. And I was mm. like, oh, you fucking like the food? And she's like, <laughs> no, no. I, I literally ate the same exact amount. I didn't do anything different. I just, whatever food is here, mm-hmm. it just makes you gain weight. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, that's fucking not leave because you now now i'm sad now you need to leave now i'm glad you're leaving, <laughs> I'm glad you're leaving. <laughs> no but I, it's it was that was the first time i had ever heard like a personal experience of like oh yeah maybe maybe you know even like meat even organic labeled things in the supermarket maybe it's not you know and now i i've done zero research i just have kind of accepted the fact that Unless you're getting it from a source that you know, mm-hmm. you're probably not getting what's on the label. No. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I went out to dinner the other night. Apparently, it's like just like seed oils, too. Just like finding a place like with, um, you know, no seed oils. Like this one restaurant we went to, they, they said that we don't use seed oils. I'm like, oh, that's great. Awesome. So nice. it's like, you know, I mean, just everything. Every Everywhere you go, it's like, it just... <sighs> In and of itself, just trying to eat in your own. Like, if I try to cook for myself at home, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so hard to source even. I mean, it's not really that hard, but it's like, it's more you know, expensive. It's more expensive. Well, it is more it's expensive. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it's like, still, even, even if I go to the organic section at the grocery store, I think I've said this on the show before, but it's like, if I was as evil as the people are that run things, I would put all the horrible stuff in the organic. <laughs> and the stuff that says organic, wow. that's where I'd put all the, the really nasty stuff, right? That's because so- then you're getting all the healthy people. You know I mean? like, mm-hmm. That's how they think. That's how they think. Well, and they're even more evil because on a side note, in here in Hawaii, there's like a, there's about to be an emergency uh, proclamation addressed because we have something called the coconut rhinoceros beetle, which has now magically shown up in Hawaii and is eating all the coconut trees. And then they say they're going to kill every coconut tree in Hawaii, and then oh, they're going to move on to what? the banana trees, and then they're going to move on to the next fruit tree, and then they're oh going to move gosh. on to the next fruit tree. And they're basically trying to tell us that this coconut rhinoceros beetle is going to eat all of the natural fruit on the whole island. Then what happens? Wow. Like, have, have everybody been prepping for literally nothing? We've, we've all been like, we're going to eat off fucking coconuts. The coconuts That's are gone. Terrible. They poisoned everything. They literally, like, it, they said, you know, it came here in mulch or whatever, but like Hawaii has a really robust like agriculture, uh, like detainment system. Like, you know, they really keep an eye on because there's not a lot of stuff that is here. And uh, it went, got through the cracks. They said, like, in the Philippines, it like wiped out like all of the coconut trees in the Philippines. So, That's who knows? Like, and that, so it's like, you can source organic. You can try to grow your own stuff, and then like, what are they gonna do? Release a beetle on you? <laughs> uh. It's it's terrible. Yeah, it's a way to control us. It's you know with food and water, right? Yeah. I mean, how polluted is the water? Too. It's a uh, it's it's interesting because you know, especially me. You know, like I said, being from Mexico, you think, oh, America is like the greatest country in the world. And trust me, I still want to live here versus Mexico. But in in um, in Europe, they don't, and even in Mexico, they don't uh, they don't use the pesticides that are used in America. There's like seven pesticides that are used here, and that they don't use in other countries. And that's why when you said the Korean um, exchange student, how they gain weight, it's like the gluten here. It's like so bad compared to if you eat. Uh, gluten. My boyfriend went to Italy. He ate pasta every day. He didn't get a bloated stomach. He didn't feel sick. I go to Mexico. I eat gluten there. Everything's fine. But when I eat yep. bread here, it's it's just it feels so weird. So it's yeah, it's it's interesting if you're not if you don't like study like where does your food come from. Mm. Yeah, it's you know it puts you in, in a bad position. That's so crazy. Wow. So. Uh, I'm trying to think of like an exciting way to help bring people to your business. We yeah. should have a we should have an injected mixer there. Oh, that's right. We should we should invite oh. all uh-huh. the injected people to come to your restaurant and come support you. Have yep. a little mixer. Party. So, so we've been talking uh-huh. to, we've been talking a lot on the show about um, Shelby's term. What, what what's your term, Shelby? It's the greatest term ever. 
What? Your term for in-person meetups. Oh, uh, URL to IRL. Right. URL is like the little web browser. It's like where you type your web address for people mm -hmm. that may not, you know, that's your URL line. So it's basically saying, and then IRL is this, what the in kids say for in real life. So it's like bringing ah. the internet, it's bringing the internet to life, like bringing your, all your internet yes. friends and meeting in real life or organizing a meetup online and meeting up in real life. And so yes. on the show here, we've been talking a lot about wanting to have, we're encouraging people to host unjected meetups in their communities, right? Oh, and so what perfect. it takes is basically you need a location and a time and a date and that's it. That's People pick it. the name, the time and the date, and then uh, they let us know. We'll send you a bunch of graphics. You can make flyers, make digital flyers, put them on Instagram, send them to us, and we will share them on the show. We'll put them on our Instagram. Everywhere. We'll promote it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then people will come out of the woodworks. That's been my experience because I've hosted mm -hmm. a lot of meetups. And when you get the word out, I've had people drive like three hours, four hours away. I've had people drive, like I'm in Nashville, Tennessee now. So I've had people drive from Atlanta, East Tennessee, which is like four hours from Alabama to all wow. to come to the meetups that I've hosted here. So it's like, you know, if you build it, they will come, they'll come out of the woodwork. Yes. And so mm -hmm. that was one of the things we were going to, I forgot we were going to talk to you, but we should probably should have done it offline to, not to put you on the spot or anything, but like, <laughs> but, right. but, you guys can totally do it here. I but mean, that's, that's the thing so is like, it's like, it's like, uh, we, 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 yes. So, we, you know, we would be promoting it, but like you guys would have like either you or like somebody out there listening, watching the show, um, if you live in the San Diego area, I'll shoot it like Matt Baker, dude. I'll reach out to Matt. Yeah. Be like, quite you know, a few Wanda, people in San Diego. Yeah, you know Matt, right? Matt says he yeah, knows yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's my one of my good buddies. Like I've hung out with him in real life quite a bit, IRL quite a bit. And uh, so so I'm going to get with Matt and be like, Matt, you need to organize an unjected meetup, host Damn. it at the village. Bam. That's a, great, that's a great, that's a great, because we, we've, um, so we have done a lot of meetups here um, yeah. for freedom people but yeah. yeah this this will be great this is my type of yeah. events that we do here cool yeah that's 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 a great Yay. way to you know attract the draw business in you know get people in the door have them eat your delicious food and they'll be like wow we need to go back so let's oh my your, gosh uh, Scott, we're, we're doing dates we're doing our date through the states our live event oh my yeah. gosh the live event should really be there for california yeah, we could do a live date in the states at the village. That's I'm just right. I'm just scrolling what? and showing all the delicious food that they have there, guys. Look at oh, that. Looks so Thank good. You. I wish yeah. I could feed you guys right now. It's uh, even if you're not plant based, I swear my food is really good. I, hey, it I'm, has a I'm, lot of flavor. I, I is that eggs Benedict? Did I see eggs yes. Benedict? Okay, yes. that'll that'll mm. work. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> mm. What kind? Uh, what, what, down with that. Eggs Benedict, a nice hollandaise. Yeah, but it's a plant-based, so it's tofu-based. It's not like a real chicken egg. But I swear you'll... you'll I, the, like English muffin, the English muffin, I prefer <laughs> to be lightly toasted. I, I, okay. I, I don't care. Lightly toasted, maybe a little butter, maybe a thin spread mm -hmm. of butter on that's, that English muffin. I don't muffin. think that's vegan. There you go. No, there, there's, there's vegan butter. Anything, anything, I can do vegan. Honestly, my food is really good. I will be a harsh critic. I have absolutely no experience in the food industry, but I will be a harsh critic. <laughs> There yeah, there go. So I would got, love for uh, you to try it. So we've got we've got some chats here. So we, Amanda, Amanda's in the chat. Alondra, so our so friend Amanda. Amanda. In the chat. Uh, she says Alondra's amazing. Her food is the best. The entire San Diego, the best in the San Diego, entire San Diego area. Go show the village some love. <laughs> um, and uh, she says that uh, her food is incredible. And Zach, you'd love it all according to Amanda. But of course, we have Mankinder in the chat. He says Mankinder, I'm San Diego based and would love to co-host. So there you go. So we got another there we go. there. So we, man, could, we could name it. It takes a village. It takes a yeah, village. It does. It takes a village. <laughs> Listen, and this is up to you guys because it's these these meetups are decentralized. We will support, but you guys, here's what you do. Yep. Is, like I said, you just go on Canva. You guys know what Canva is? You yeah, yeah. You said all the time. Yeah. I will, you know, I will even help make a flyer. No, like, hey, I show will help make a flyer. I yeah. will make you a flyer. If anybody <laughs> is willing well, to stay to yeah. that, I got yeah. you. Yeah, got yeah. You. And, and but if you need help, let us know. But but Give if you're proficient help. at Canva, like uh, we'll send you logos, but whatever you need, whatever you need from us, let us know. But yes, we'll promote the heck out of it. Just tell us the time, date, send us the flyer, and we'll blow it up in San oh, Diego. Thank you. There that you sounds fun. Yes. And I have an abundance of AA batteries in my house, and so <laughs> if there's anybody out there who would like to come to the event, who may be short. <laughs> 
<laughs> on double A Energizer batteries, I can donate around. You'd be shocked. Maybe like thirty packs. You'd be amazed at how many. Wow, that's a lot, dude. You're Why do yeah. you have so many batteries? Yeah. I don't exactly have the blueprint as to how I accumulated them over the years, okay. but I can tell you that I think what happened was I always placed them in a spot where I never looked and I thought I never had batteries over like the period of like five years. And then between that and then one day I got very upset and I bought them in bulk. <laughs> and then I found the ones that I had 30 packs. <laughs> And by there the way, it's not all. That's not all I have. I'm keeping like twenty for myself, just because that's good. But thirty, I'll commit thirty. Nice. What a kind, kind donation. And don't throw them or put them in the pillowcase <laughs> where you can hit people with it. Okay. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not a nice thing. It's not a nice thing to do. If any, if any sort of uh, you know, libtard show up, you just throw batteries at them, dude. They just, throw batteries, just chuck batteries at them, right? <laughs> Good liberal repellent. Or, or actually, you know, that's physically painful. But what could be emotionally painful is say, hey, catch and throw a battery. And most of them will not be able to catch it because they don't uh. have the motor skills to do so. That's going to be emotionally more painful for them. <laughs> yeah. And that will help you avoid the lawsuit that will come to you from throwing a battery. Yeah, at okay. I guess so. I guess so, so. Scott. <laughs> yeah, throwing I, batteries at people. It's been a long time since I've been to a protest. I forgot the protocol. Throw right? <laughs> batteries. Hey, in Oregon, in Oregon during the protest, we threw batteries. Like that's I mean, well, we didn't, we didn't, but you know that's that's yeah. pretty standard stuff up in Oregon. <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting that here and here's the, the, the again, this is a like a, a dichotomy or a paradox or juxtaposition or whatever. Um, when someone who's running a res opens a restaurant. This is, this is, uh, you know, you're a minority woman owning her own restaurant, opens it up. It's, it's a plant-based food. This is, you know, by all stereotypes, a liberal fucking heaven. Yeah. Yes. It's like every liberal should have been lined up around the block and look at them. Look at them. Yeah. Shame and, on them. And they just off one thing, one thing, one well, thing. They went, their nope. religion. They're, yeah. they're a cult. It's a cult. Yeah, you, know. you defy their religion. Yes, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. God, if I were you, I would have been fucking playing the woman race car. You had, I mean, yeah. you had, yeah, you yeah. could have done it if you wanted to. <laughs> you could have done it if you wanted to. But hey, good, good for you yeah. for just standing for freedom. Like this is about freedom. This That's is about right. our rights. This is about yeah. my rights as a business owner. And I just love that so much, man. And not many, not many people did it. Like I'm sure. There's only maybe a handful of businesses in San Diego. Mm. I know in our neck of the woods where I lived, like there was the nobody gyms. in San Diego. Yeah, there, so I, there, I mean, there was a gym, but um, for a restaurant, I went yeah. and I literally walked my whole block, like two of my surrounding blocks, and I asked other business owners to stay open with me that we all do it at the same time. And, yeah, of course. And they'll create a shift, and no one. I mean. It was during the time, imagine, they they wanted everybody to wear a mask if you talk to them. And I would be like, oh, can I talk to the manager, to the owner? They wouldn't let me in without a mask. Yeah. I, it was, yes, it was insane. And nobody, not other restaurant in San Diego opened up with me. Um, I thought it's weird because I thought San Diego was kind of red. Isn't it like a military community? I thought that that's what. Yeah, it's a it's. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, the biggest Navy base, I think, is yeah. here in San Diego. Um, but it, I, I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened to people's minds that they yeah. just bend it over backwards. For It was just so Stability. crazy. Stability. Safety. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. I, Fear. I, I will say one thing, particularly, I, don't, I guess I don't know about the other states. In New Jersey, here's what I can tell you about businesses if they were owned by first generation immigrants, they did not close. They didn't give a fuck. They Good. kept they all pretty much all black owned businesses and any particularly first generation immigrant owned businesses stayed open. Yeah. And it was so it's weird how how um, how much of an effect maybe the mainstream media has on somebody who was born here or somebody who's second or third generation versus somebody who came here when they were older. That's yeah. an interesting thing. 
Yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with my customers um, here, and I think is, you know, America. We we've had this perception for so long that it's the the free country of the world. Like we're protected here, our government protects us. We can be free, and we we just didn't expect that that this would happen in America. Maybe it could have happened in the whole world, but America would have still stand for freedom and push back. But so it's it's almost like you just can't believe it. Like if like if you're in a good relationship with someone and you can't believe they did something to you, like you, you can't even see it, right? And so the relationship of somebody that was born here, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and especially people that you know fought for the country, they're like, no, America would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're an immigrant, it's easier to see it because we come from countries that are very corrupt. So it doesn't surprise us that the government goes against the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people in America have gotten like very spoiled for thinking that the government is like nice to you. Like, yeah. where, <laughs> there's such a, a heavy indoctrination that like the government would never hurt us ever, yeah. ever, ever. And that and you know, hurt. maybe at the beginning it was it was you know with the intention of that of real real freedom, but mm-hmm. it got hijacked. You know, I think maybe like 70, 80 years ago, you know, by just bigger, big corporations. And it just became a a place of just greed. Um, So the the big corporations are really telling the government what to do. It's not the government. The government's not free anymore. I mean, we're in debt. The government is in debt. And a lot of it is to, you know, other countries and big corporations. And so... I mean, if they're not standing up for us, who's going to? We have to stand up. We have to fight back. But people are still under the impression that we're going to be protected because we are in America, and that's it's not true. Oh, no. No one's coming to protect you, and it's like whatever, like all of these uh, problems and things are not going to be solved mm-hmm. the day that whoever's next president walks in. They're like, you guys, like our entire lives, if you just think about every single like election that comes up, they're like, all right, this is the most important election of our, of our lifetimes. Yeah. And if you don't vote in the right person, then it's all going to go down. And, uh, or, or this person, no, then all of them say, I'm going to save the day. I will be the one to save it and fix all of your problems, all of your problems yeah. every single time. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. Let's vote for this guy. He's going to solve all our problems. And nothing happens. And the, the yeah, agenda the, and the regime just marches on. They're the in, it's like there's become an inverse relationship between government and freedom. It used to yeah. be that the government was supposed to be limited to protecting freedom. And now it, it has grown and inflated itself to a yeah. point where it's overtaking freedom. And on that point, I'd like to reverse my decision about the batteries. I have 30 packs of batteries. <laughs> Nobody's going to protect you but yourself. And I have yeah. 30 packs of batteries. And if you fill up an empty pillowcase with just five batteries, it, become, it becomes a very, a very... Yes. Just you can, yeah. five. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a deadly five. weapon right there. It's five. And if you have any of those smoke alarm batteries, those work too. Those thick ones with the, they're square. Yeah. yeah. D, batteries. D batteries. Yeah. Ooh. Some D batteries. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Zach, you should just hold on to all those batteries. I mean, you might need them the way things are going. Dude. I know. What do you guys yeah. think about the outage that happened today? What do you think about that? Yeah, I heard about I heard, that. It was, it was so the, the immediate focus was on China and it wouldn't shock me if this was a bit of a test to see Soft the test. type of so because one of the one of the things that that uh, cellular uh, coverage provides for most people is redundancy. It's not their main form of 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 working on their computer or their phone. They're on Wi-Fi, right? And Wi-Fi is an easier target because it, it's it's a very vulnerable thing. Anything can happen. I mean, somebody steps on a cord wrong, you no know Wi-Fi, right? So it's almost like a test of, you know, we we know we can take out Wi-Fi. That's easy. the The redundancy is in cellular. Let's see what happens when the cellular goes out. Right. It's a it's a test of the it's it's like going down the checklist mm-hmm. of vulnerabilities that people have placed their lives, their businesses, um, you know, their work, their social media profile communication. This is all attached to the Internet. Right. 
and outside of satellite internet, cellular is the last layer. Mm-hmm. And so, so and I'm mean. sure, I'm sure there will eventually, you'll see some news story about how, oh, solar flare happens, Starlink's uh, satellite internet interrupted. You'll see it. So right. what it seems 100%. to be is like a, a, a going down the checklist of, of basically breaking you off from the internet because I think uh, the powers that be understand the influence and uh, the power that the internet has on, again, individual lives, individual communication, businesses, money, right? A lot of people are doing transactions, uh, you know, web-based or, or application-based uh, uh, financial transfers. I mean, there's a ton of things that if you just shut it down, I mean, it, it's over, right? Even, even like, I'm sure your restaurant has what, like point of sale systems where you scan credit card. If you shut internet, or you, like Wi-Fi, cellular, and satellite down, you can yeah. continue, you could cook by gas, but you're not going to be able to take any money outside of cash, and they've already depleted the cash supply. Nobody cares cash anymore. And that was another thing that was in the COVID thing. Don't carry cash. Don't pay yeah. with cash. Yeah. So it's, it's, to me, it's just going down this checklist of let's yeah. test this. Let's see what happens. If they react and they revolt against the government, all right, take the foot off the gas. But if they just fold, hmm, interesting. Yeah. It yeah, feels like they're like dipping their toes in. Like, what will happen if we just do this? It's- That's exactly what I was thinking, too. You know. you know, it's funny. My buddy, you start uh, with the pinky. that's all what you always do. You start yep, with the pinky. Start with the pinky. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you, my, um, I was talking to a buddy and he was telling me how he chose AT&T specifically because they're the, and I haven't verified this or anything, but he said they're the carriers that, uh, the, the United States government uses. So yep. that's who the U S government uses AT&T for like their, uh, basically everything. And so he said he figured that would be the last one to go down. And so the <laughs> fact that this was like the one to go down is very suspicious for that reason alone. Well, they would turn off their own community. We're naive to think the government's using AT and T. Well, like their yeah, they probably have their own. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because exactly. it's CIA T. I don't know. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, I'm there's seeing. there's most certainly Wi-Fi, cellular, and satellite providers that the public doesn't have access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they shut down mainstream carriers. Yeah. Then that way they can try to prove, you know, it was China. Yeah. You know, look, yes. we wouldn't do yep. this to ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yes, so, you would. <laughs> so, Alondra, I want to I want to get back to your restaurant here real quick because um, you've got a give, send, go up right now. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that? Yes. So, um, since I was a new restaurant, I was only open for two months. And one, a lot of people don't know this. One of the COVID relief uh, requirements was that you had to be open and have a sales record for at least six months to a year. So I was only open for two months, so I didn't qualify for any of the COVID relief. Mm. And um, and once I did, supposedly the money ran out. Um, but in San Diego, uh, in San Diego County, there's about $3.1 million sitting there that it's supposed to go to any COVID relief, specifically businesses, and so by the time I qualified a year later, they say there's no more money. So I've, I've tried so hard to talk to, you know, different uh, politicians in each district. Like, where, what are you guys doing with this money? You're not giving it to the business owners. Um, so anyway, so that hurt me for eight months, right? Um, and, and then, you know, you still have to pay the rent. Um, you know, I have a lease. My rent here is with... With triple net is eleven thousand a month. It's a pretty big space, California. so uh, yeah, it is. It's expensive, and um, so then I had to, you know, get like a hard money loan um, with my landlord to, you know, push that those payments. And I'm like, okay, well maybe we can pay it in two, in two years. So now my loan is up. Um, because I didn't qualify for anything. And and maybe, I don't know, I've talked to a lot of people, maybe I didn't qualify because I stayed open after, you know, whatever it is. Because I've been so harassed, even by the 
by the city. They're making me do a whole new plumbing, a whole new grease trap system. And I'm literally the healthiest restaurant that's been in this location since they built this building. And, um, you know, I've been audited for the last three years. I mean, it's always something. Uh, then the ABC, the beer and wine department, sent me uh, some fees that I had to pay because I stayed open during COVID. They barely sent them six months ago. So it's just like all this weird little things are happening. And um, so anyways, uh, w I started the fundraiser because I'm like, I don't qualify for anything. I've tried at least like nine, ten times. Um, so one of my customers said, you know, you should open a fundraiser. I'm sure there's people that want to support you. And the platform is Gifts and Go. And you can type in the Village SD. And um, hopefully it works out. I have I started it last month. And we're about 65% of what uh, wow. I was asking. So I needed like 92000 And so we need about almost 40000 left. Yeah. But we have like nine, eight, eight, nine eight days or so to come up with the rest to be able to negotiate something to be able to stay here. Okay. Have you ever been in touch with Public Square? I've had um, a couple of people and I met Mike, the owner of it. He, I think it was him and his wife that came during a freedom event that I had. Um, but I, I don't talk to them like on the phone. I've just seen them and they came to one of my events. And then a friend of mine reached out to them to public square, but I, I don't know if they're going to reach out back or, or not, but I know who they are. Do you have your business? You're listed on there stuff like that. No, I, I'm not listed on that. I should be listed, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah. Um, Definitely. yeah. Try listing yourself and, um, you wouldn't, you know, if you want to hold an injected mixer, um, we can totally, you know, we've, we've connected with and collabed with Public Square before. So I'll be happy to put a little word out too. Maybe we can get like a whole big party going and get a yeah. bunch of people there. Get yeah. your yes. last bit. That sounds like fun. We need, we need more events like that for sure. Yeah. We just did one uh, a couple of weeks ago, like the Freedom Community came. Um, but yeah, the more events like that, we, we need them because I think that's, you know, it feels kind of lonely with, yeah, there's not the sense of urgency to fight back anymore because everybody went back to their jobs and everything. But it's always nice to have a good, fun event with the freedom, unvaccinated people. And, you know, like, to be honest, I, if people are vaccinated or not, you know, I never was like, against. oh, don't get vaccinated. But, you know, I don't want to talk to you. It was a whole thing of blaming the ones that we didn't want to get vaccinated, that we're the problem. Mm -hmm. So it's like. People do whatever you want. Just don't don't tell us to do what what we don't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> what happens in eight days? So you mentioned the eight days. What happens yeah. after eight days? Okay. So I meet with my landlord on okay. March first and trying to negotiate the you know because my loan was due in December, mm -hmm. this last December. So for the amount of money I raised. Um, you know, I got like a little extension okay. and, and then we go from there because I'm, I'm in a location where they're building a lot of apartments mm. and they just built 91 units right next to me, like 10 feet away from me. Yeah. And they built 91 units and they offered, uh, one of the developers here in San Diego offered the landlords, um, to tear down the restaurant and, and build like a hundred units. And then they don't require parking anymore here in San Diego. So it's for me going to pay like $11,000 to him possibly making like $40,000 a month just by leasing the property to, to build more apartments. So, yeah. So I'm in wow. that. It's a, it's a similar situation in New Jersey. There's, there's, uh, there's a mat. It's like literally maybe a three minute walk for me. It was a massive, uh, it was a supermarket. There was like a pizza place, a Popeye. There was like three restaurants, and it was like a sort of supposed to be this village uh, resource, right in the area that I'm in in New, in New Jersey, in the town that I'm in. And it's uh, everything, everything that's abandoned, or everything that's not, and that's not even abandoned, by the way. But anything that's not seen as insanely profitable, and I don't mean profitable. Mm -hmm. I mean insanely profitable. Yeah. Like to shareholders, they're just 
bulldozing it and going, here's, here's a place where there's 35 units and it only has to take up this much space. Yeah. And anybody to who, if to anybody who's a real estate investor, that's very attractive. Yeah. And so, uh, the same thing I think that's happening in your area, it's literally happening exactly where I'm at. And it seems to happen more often in liberal states and particularly in densely populated areas of liberal states that have sort of overarching, overreaching uh, state governments in particular, right? Areas that are considered wealthy, but there's also quite a bit of poverty, right? And so it, it, it's interesting that there's this uh, weird uh, similarity happening on two complete... I'm literally northeast, you're southwest, mm -hmm. and it's happening in the exact same way. That's wild. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it just, is by design, like how it yeah. says the 2030 agenda, own nothing and be yeah. happy. They <laughs> yeah. don't want us to own houses. No. You know, it's just yeah. all apartments. It's a big agenda. Well, uh, you guys, there's a link in the episode description. If you go below, you can find the link to both uh, Alondra's Instagram, which is fantastic. If you want to just salivate over all the amazing food and <laughs> also the give, send, go. So if you guys, if it's on your heart to help support, this is a call to action tonight. Please, please, please. It sounds like, you know, like again, like, you know, I can't stress this enough. Like these businesses stood up for us when, when we needed them and they kind of led the way. And a lot of times they were the only ones that, that like, you know, had all the businesses stood up at the same time, they couldn't smash us all down, but they were the ones that stood up in defiance in spite of that are the ones that, uh, you know, they, they, they led the way back then. And so now it's our turn to help support them, right? Because they, they were there for us when we, when we needed them and now it's up to our turn. So, you know, if you're listening to this episode, you know, after the, after it's recorded, like, you know, you know, in the next week or so, please. If it's on your heart, please make a donation. Please, please reach out. And uh, if you're in the San Diego area, be on the lookout for a meetup there very soon. Hopefully. So. If you guys go support the village by donation or go in there and support her and reach out to me and I'll give you a free month on Unjected. There you go. Free month on Unjected oh, right there. If you, if you're by the way, I've seen like, I haven't dove into the numbers, but I've seen like platform level numbers. Ten bucks. From like eighty percent of this listenership will do you pretty good, so don't be gay. Get over there. Yeah, yeah. Right. don't don't That's be right. a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Go we're gonna, we're gonna downgrade you in the algorithm if you don't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys are so awesome. Really, yeah. I really appreciate you guys and people like you that are still speaking about what's going on in the world. Like, I really appreciate it because you know I still believe like we're. There's going to be a point where the majority is going to wake up, you yeah. know, and, and make yep. a difference. So it's it's like people like you doing this type of work. It's uh, it really is making a difference. So thank you so much, and thank you for having me and and helping me. Yeah. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. By the way, I was. Are you in your restaurant now? Yes. Okay, because I awesome. heard like plates, and I'm like, is this? bad audio or is she just literally authentically sitting in her restaurant i love that, that. Started? <laughs> i think yeah, it's I awesome told it, it's like there's two spaces so i told them sit everybody on the other side not not on my side so i'm like in the corner yeah. over here yeah don't obey the 10 foot rule just just stack people <laughs> let them breathe on each other this is like yeah like like european restaurants sit them three inches next to each other and make them be friends. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. It's like when it's like in school when two people get in a fight and then you make them sit next to each other so they make up. Yeah. Like that's that's the tactic. Mm -hmm. That and Amen. quite honestly, that probably would be the tactic, unfortunately, and it will never happen in America, but uh well I shouldn't say it will never happen in America. But the the tactic of of dissolving any conflict between a person who's unvaccinated and a person who's vaccinated is just sitting them in a room, no, and just and just letting them speak. No, because it'd be like <laughs> exosomes. Yeah, then I'd be like getting all the spike. Protein. Well, then you can. Well, then you can both. <laughs> the then, you can, then you can both wear a mask, and then you can agree on the mask. They're like, I think. No. I th no. And then they go, and then they go, I think you're contagious, and you go, I think you're contagious, and they're yeah. like, well. That's At an agreement. That's an alignment. Yep, exactly. Right there. We both Start think the other one's contagious. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Alondra, can you tell everybody where that they can follow and support you, find more information, and anything you want to shout out? 
yes, so we're located in San Diego um, in North Park area, and our address is 2611 El Cajon Boulevard, San Diego. You can follow us on Instagram at The Village SD, and you can donate at Gifts and Go and just type in The Village. And I appreciate, we appreciate everyone's support. Uh, you can just check us out, you know, any small donation is so greatly appreciated or just walk in and try amazing food because you know, the reason why I opened the restaurant is it was really to be a service to the community and to provide healthy, a healthy option in this society where it's so heavily promoted to eat that and not take care of your health. So please yeah. come and try it if you're in San Diego. Can I ask you something? Yes. Do you allow men with turtlenecks into your restaurant? <laughs> what a strange question. Yeah, if they're going to pay. If they're okay. going to pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. plant based. There's probably not a lot of turtlenecks in San Diego, though. I don't know. No, it's not that cold. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though. Here's what I would ask of you a man who shows up in a turtleneck, a short sleeve turtleneck. Uh, what? Turn... I've never seen that. Well, exactly. It's what. Check him out. Like, out of here. No. You're out of here, sir. All right, you guys. Are, you, you have been banned from the village for poor fashion choices. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, nice. Well, thank you all for tuning in tonight. Make sure you remember next week we're on Wednesday night. Wednesday. So don't let your week go by and be like, "Where? What? Why is Injecting not on Friday?" Well, it's because we're on Wednesday. And actually, yeah. we have the great Dr. William Trebinon, the author of the book Goodbye Germ Theory. So Ooh. we're going to get into, and he's a hardcore truther, dude. He's like the real deal so we're going to get into it next week so make sure you tune in next wednesday at uh what is it i believe eight eastern seven eastern shelby what, yeah what you, yeah eight uh, eastern something like seven that. something like <laughs> that keep an eye out we'll, we'll let you guys know so, all right guys so uh thank you so much and until next time stay natural stay free stay injected all right bye-bye bye everyone